Welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the official podcast of EverythingAction.com. Hello and welcome to the Everything Action Cast, the podcast for the week of March 27th, 2023. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your co-host, Chris. And uh, yeah, we are back. We are back from PAX. Uh, last week you heard our Age of Dinosaurs commentary because we were uh, in Boston playing a bunch of games. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on, um, along with our show and tell, uh, what we've been watching over the last week or so here. But let's get into some news first. And uh, we got a couple of trailers to dig into. So we got a trailer for uh, Unicorn Warriors Eternal, uh, which is the new Getty Tarkovsky show. This is going to be an Adult Swim. Um, which apparently I, I, I think it's got, it's got announced like years ago. It's been kind of like, like he's like, like he's been, trying, he's been trying to like get this like made for like years and it's finally happening. Um, and yeah, it looks, it looks like just like, yeah, his typical, just like, you know, like stunning animation, like crazy ideas, crazy like designs. It's been, it's basically the premise is like, there's like three warriors who kind of like exist like they're, they're just like eternal and they just like um they like reincarnate in new bodies and then they, they like awaken at some point in their in their new body and, the, and they're like, like fighting some sort of like cosmic ancient evil and there's like a steampunk robot that joins them at some point um it, yeah it, it looks it looks crazy um basically basically all, all i need to hear is like Gany Tarkovsky is making a new Adult Swim show. I don't need to see. I don't need to know anything about the premise. I don't need to see anything. I just I'll, I, I trusted like one thousand percent. Like Primal was fucking amazing. I still haven't finished that yet. Is that worth seeing to the end? Oh, like, yeah, one thousand percent. Yes. And that's is that completely done or is that just yeah, like yeah yeah you, you on HBO, HBO Max you can watch all like the entire series of Primal and wrapped up included. Uh, obviously, Samurai Jack is one of the best shows of all time. And, and those Adult Swim episodes were great. Yeah, but the problem with, like, the grittier stuff that he makes is that, like, it always, it either ends, like, art, like on a very, like, artisan note, or it's, like, satisfying. You know, like, it doesn't, it's not always, like, mutually the same. Because I'm, I, I, Samurai Jack, that ended, like, in a very, like, odd note, like, sad, and then it's yeah. like, what? What just happened? And Primal, I imagine, won't do the same thing like that. But then it's like with this, it's like it's pretty much the the all his things he's done up to this point. Like it's got action, fantasy, like yeah. high high prof high concept things. So like magic, aliens, inter interdimensional travel, all exists. Yeah, like yeah, like fighting across time, like mm -hmm. different dimensions, like. So it's like my my concern is that like it gets so good, but then he just doesn't know how to end it. So just like I don't know, a coup's back. <laughs> I'm like what? <laughs> it's all it's all Samurai Jack. It's all Samurai Jack thing. This is secretly a Samurai Jack season five. Anakin Skywalker shows up. <laughs> it ties into the Clone Wars, and actually that's how midichlorians are invented. Yeah. But yeah, I will 100% be watching this though. So it's it's coming out May 4th. Uh, Adult Swim at midnight, and then it'll be on next day on HBO Max. Um, yeah, I, I, whatever, yeah, whatever. Gary Kirkcoffey's doing, I'm, I am there. So, 
Uh, we also, this week, got a trailer for a new Jackie Chan movie. Um, he's making a movie called Ride On. It's going to be in theaters April 7th. Um, and it, it's it's Jackie Chan and a horse are teamed up together. And the, pre- the premise is basically Jackie Chan is like a... Uh, He's like a uh, Hollywood, like a stuntman, and like he, like he like like he does movie like movies with his horse, and then guys try to steal the horse, and then the horse fi- like Jackie Chan the horse fights these guys, and then all sorts of other like wacky adventures happen. So yeah, it, look, it looks like a lot of like uh, like 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 Jackie like jumping on this horse or like the horse and Jackie like like he's like. There's a scene where like he's like like on like the horse's like front legs like kicking guy and stuff. So like a lot of like interesting horse fighting with Jackie Chan. But also it seems like it's gonna be like a like a like a, a very like a super comedy Jackie Chan movie too. Yeah, I mean this movie could just legit just be Jackie Chan now and he just trains a horse and I'll watch <laughs> Maybe, it. yeah. Does he play a guy named Jackie in this too? Probably, yeah. Uh, but there's a weird like communication between him and the horse, who the horse just understands English or yeah. Chinese, and it's just like it's not even like subtle. It's like it's straight up like a Mr. Ed situation where Jackie Chan will just tell him like commands and he knows it. And it's like whoa. All right, we're going for like this like uh, like racing stripes thing. <laughs> I don't mind it. I feel like, yeah, yeah. but the tone is bizarre because it's like, is this family comedy? Is this just like kind of like a hard PG thirteen? Because well, there's like there is some like look at some some point it looks like there's like a just like a weird gritty like police thing going on too. So it's like what is yeah like, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like if it was this funny thing about this horse struggling to make it in like Hong Kong cinema. All right, yeah. all about it. But then it's like, wait, they're trying there's to steal the crime, horse? There's some sort of crime story going on, yeah. Did the horse witness a murder? <laughs> or, like, a criminal gang is trying to steal the horse, and they get that's how they get, like, roped into this, this, like, criminal scheme or something? I don't know. Well, you've seen the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, right? Yeah. So, like, did the horse do something... Before, like, was the horse a criminal horse, and then it kind of <laughs> stumbled into like a Hollywood career? Like, yeah, the horse is in witness protection. Yeah, but then someone recognizes the horse and then tries to kill the horse. Again, there's so much weird concepts here that like it didn't go either way. But I think because Jackie Chan's a big factor about this movie, it's like it's appealing. But yeah, we, we'll find out. We could find out. Uh... In April, uh, what's going on with Jackie Chan this horse? <laughs> and then uh, also in April, um, we are getting a reboot of David Cronenberg's Dead Ringers. It's going to be an Amazon Prime TV show with uh, Rachel Wise in dual roles. She's playing twins, twin twin gynecologists. Who in the original in the Dead Ringers movie, it was uh, Jeremy Irons was the twins, and. It's yeah, it's basically like they have like it's yeah these two twin gynecologists they're like very they're like brilliant they're like pushing like like you know like this like you know childbirth and uh medical science forward but like it gets like like kind of weird and out of hand and they have like a like a, a a very like weird twisted relationship with each other and then also like their patients 
Yeah. Um, you've seen the original, have you? I I, I don't, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. I like. I watched it too soon as a kid. <laughs> it's one of those movies that's just yeah. on TV, and your your parents don't know how to like censor you yet. Um, I just remember like bits, and it's just like visually, it's the same aesthetic as the original. The the weird red surgeon surgical like setup yes. and the almost the religious ceremony of doing surgery mm-hmm. so that that's cool that they kept that like that's not um take away the imagery but uh there is the bizarre bizarre twin connection that like just makes it even creepy like if they were just siblings that'd be one thing but then they're like twins so they have this like bond yeah, I think it's always I think, disturbing. I think I was I was reading about the original movie. Like in the original movie, like don't they, they, they take like some sort of drug to like make them more in sync or like make them like like basically like the one person the same body or something or like one person two bodies. Like, well, they want to like become the same person. Like essentially, yeah. it's like they don't the world doesn't understand them, so they they always been trying to perfect each other, trying to become like the same. But like obviously in the show. And in this movie, like, one twin has other ideas or sort of, like, wants more. And the yeah, other one, twin kind of goes nuts. Yeah, one one is one twin is more aggressive than the other twin. And then, like, one is, like, more, like, the, like, subservient twin. But then they fl- kind of flip and flop back and forth. Depending on, like, how many drugs they take or, like, what's going on. So Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's... I mean, I... It's one of those movies that, like, again, my opinion on it is that I didn't like it. Because it's not like a movie I want to throw on and then just like, oh, and like, I don't know. Dead Ringer of all the movies is just very visually good to watch, but like, not a great story. Like, it doesn't, it's not a like feel great movie that like, yeah. I don't know what mood you need to be in to watch Dead Ringer. So the show, like, I just think it's funny this is the second time that Rachel Weiss has played twins again. <laughs> the first being, I think, in Constantine. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like one of the main like plot points of uh, Constantine. And then, if you consider that uh, her character in the Mummy doesn't look anything like her later character in the series, mm-hmm. it's like there's two Eevees and one of them isn't her. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. This is a series that like. I will hear if it's good or not, and I just like, all right, I'll watch it. But yeah, well, so it's it's, 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 it's give me a six episode limited series, so it's not it's not too much of a commitment if you want to dip no, in. No, but, but it's still six and hours. All, and they're, yeah, and, an hour. and they're they're all dropping on April twenty first, so you can check it out then, or yeah, or see how it see how people react to it and get into it. So um, we also this week moving away from trailers, uh, we've got some huge news about uh the upcoming scott pilgrim anime series it's gonna be on netflix which i think has been in development for a while um and so it's i think i think it's gonna be basically it's like they're gonna the uh like the brian Lee o'malley like visual style but in like a fully animated uh scott pilgrim series and this week we learned that the entire movie cast is back to voice their characters from the movie. So it's basically going to be like the movie, but now in its animated series. I'm excited. Yeah. So yeah, that means Michael Sarah is as Scott. Mary Liz Winsett is Ramona. 
Chris Evans is back, Karen Culkin, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Brandon Routh, Jason Schwartzman, everyone, everyone's back. Is, uh, I gotta see, is, is the person who played Knives True the same? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah, every, everyone from the movie's back. And, uh, Edgar Wright is executive producing it, along with Brandon O'Malley. Um, I think Edgar Wright also implied that Anamaguchi is going to do the score for the, the show. So that's that's pretty awesome. That also is kind of weird because they were just like they want to stop playing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World album. They've been playing for like ten years. They're like, all right, we want a break. Netflix Netflix must have dumped like a truck full of money on their front porch or something. <laughs> like, I mean, because like I saw them live at a convention and it was like their end of the like Scott Pilgrim tour. Like they were like, let's just because that's all they've been playing for a while. Like they have other songs and they're just like, please, we want this to end. Yeah. Like, oh, back, back for another 10 years. Which I'm fine with. Because, you know, I enjoy their things. But I imagine for them, they're just like, we we want to escape this now. Well, I, just, I, I hope we maybe we get some of the, like, movie songs again. Like, if nothing else, like, just get, get Black Sheep back in there. Yeah. The problem is, like, if you thought... Um, the Yamaguchi soundtrack was, like, a problem because they did that with, like, a collab. Like, the producers were, like, Ubisoft, and then Ubisoft had to get version of the Universal, and then, like, yeah. that whole, like, fiasco where, mm-hmm. like, no one knew who legally owned the video game rights, music, and all that. It was just, like, a blob of, like, problems. Black Sheep is at least owned by Metric, but yeah. Metric might not be okay putting that in the movie i mean we put in the show because like that was like their song that they just sort of lent but I yeah don't know. and then and then beck wrote all the like sex bomb songs so yeah. I, I hope he's back at least he, beck's cool with like letting out his music and stuff yeah or or i could see him like writing new songs or something like like none of the songs of the movie are like it's all new songs for sex bomb i don't know well, have you ever, um, like, read the comic? Uh, I never had, like, I've, I, it's always on, like, my list of, like, things to do, but yeah, I never got around to it yet. Uh, definitely, like, read it, um, to give you an idea, like, it's a long story. It's, like, the movie really, ju- like, cuts out, like... Yeah, which I think... The, the se- if you feel like the movie is, like, the first and second act, the first, like, that's it, really? There's, like, a whole thing where, like, Scott, Ramona, Knives, like, I forgot the Ramona's ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Roxy. Roxy. They go on vacation. Together? Yeah. They just, like, <laughs> they just go to a cabin. Like, they just leave Toronto, and mm-hmm. then they just go do, like, a side adventure. And then Knives' father, like, finds out about, like, this weird relationship and then tries to, like, kill Scott and stuff. Like... Again, like, it's just like, what? Like, I get why in the movie they just had to chop that. Like, there's, like, if you had to chop an arc, it was that. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole, there's a a lot of scenes where, like, Scott gets depressed. And then, Mm -hmm. like, he just wanders off and does things. Like, it's it's very anime-like, where the story ramps and then it's like, okay, well, we need to, like, de-escalate. Let's go de-escalate hard, where it just seems like a goddamn reboot. Yeah, and I think I think this new show is gonna be like the same. I, I think it's gonna like 
do the story again, uh, but like a lot, a lot more expansion and a lot more like new stuff, maybe some new stuff, maybe some like stuff that was in the movie. So probably just being the show because the yeah. show was. Uh, I mean, the comic was fine. Did Did you ever see that web comic that this art style is based on? I think I seen a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah, like Adult Swim, and I think like yeah, Brian Lee O'Malley, like they did like a short and they just put it online about like a prequel so for people who didn't get what Scott Pilgrim versus the world was it was just like Scott in his high school years yeah and how he met Kim Pine uh but that uh that pretty much like it's funny how long they, t- they saw that one that's cool and then talk about 13 years later to just be like all right let's make that cartoon now well um Science, Science Saru is the animation studio that's going to be doing the Scott Pilgrim show. So they did, um, they did Devil May Cry Baby. They did episodes of Space Dandy. They did um, two of the Star Wars Visions shorts. Um, that, and then, uh, well, uh, Inuo, uh, a bunch, a bunch of other. Yo, can I watch the movie? Um, so they've done a bunch of anime stuff. So. And yeah, they're, they're, so they're, they're doing the uh, entire sh- uh, show, and I don't, th- I don't think, no word yet when it's gonna re- when it's gonna debut. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely very excited for like any, like anything Scott Pilgrim and like Netflix. Like that seemed like a cool idea already. But then the the, the fact that like the movie cast is, is gonna be back for it is insane. So. Definitely keep an eye on that for when that, whenever that comes out. And then we also also over at Netflix, um, they are they greenlit two series, so it's definitely going to be a, at least one season. Um, uh, a Man on Fire show. Um, so uh, obviously like we you had the Denzel movie. There's but it's based on apparently like that Man on Fire was like one in a series of like five books. What? John yeah. Casey like still lived. I yeah I, I, like yeah I don't know if I, I, I I'm I'm assuming like yeah must like John Casey must have like <laughs> like survived Man on Fire the book or something, um and then like was in like four more novels but um but yeah but, but the the show is gonna adapt. <laughs> fire it's gonna have men of fire and then the second book which is the the perfect kill um and it's gonna be an eight episode first season um and uh kyle Killen, who worked on fear street part like 1984 1994 and then uh the halo show <laughs> um, so that um guy gives me pause but uh he's gonna be the sh- like, showrunner um yeah, no, no word on casting yet. No word on uh, when it's gonna debut. But yeah, Man, Man of Fire <laughs> coming back in uh, Netflix t- TV show form. Yeah, the the the, the bar was set is is set very high <laughs> from the movie because the movie is amazing. And I don't I don't know I don't know if you can like. I mean, because it's Tony. Obviously, it's Tony Scott. It's like so stylish and stylized, and like with all the like different like 
like sh- like it'll it'll like just change like sh- like shutter speed or like just like throw grain o- over top of everything or like do like it, like Tony Scott is so stylish and like distinctive like do you like I don't know if they like if you don't do that are people gonna look for that or if you do that are you just like copying <laughs> people are just accusing you of just like ripping off Tony Scott yeah it's gonna be like the same style and just like thrown in there yeah I mean did you like the uh, Man on Fire's like artistic like I'm trying to describe the the like color grade and like shuddering. Well, yeah, I I I, I like that, but then I feel like surely like I think that was like peak Tony Scott, and then like the last like the last few movies before his death, like like Domino like went way too far into it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I forgot how crazy like, Domino looked. Like 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 Man of Fire was like the perfect amount of like style, but it didn't take away from like you know the storyline or thing. And then Domino was just mm-hmm. like. I'm gonna throw every filter and every like every, every, shaky cam and yeah and, and, and every, like, every 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 film speed yeah like everything looks like like a like an oil slick spilled on the film because it's got that like orange yeah. and green and blue I'm like oh okay like are you trying to mimic the color of like vomit because you're doing a good job yeah it's like overwashed like I get it it's supposed to be artistic but then it's like. Man on Fire, this was, like, action-intense, but Domino, I always forget Domino's in the same category. I felt like Domino was sort of like a, a rebuttal, where it's like, oh, we can make one, too. It's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, cause he, I can't cause, even name, I can't even tell you what happened in Domino, besides, like, yeah. Bounty Hunters? That was that was all style over substance, yeah. And then he, and then he did Deja Vu, taking a Pelham 123, and then Unstoppable. Those were his, his last, uh, like, three movies after Domino. I liked uh, Deja Vu. Unstoppable was fun too, in like an old school like, guess not this train. Like, I feel like, but it doesn't have the whitewash because it's like outside and it's also like in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, Unstoppable was definitely like it still had some of like his visual flair, but not nowhere near as much as like the last few before that. Like, I, I think even like taking them Pelham one two three just had like crazy like lens flares and like all sorts of like crazy stuff happening in it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll just, we'll just see what the style of the, the the show is, and then uh, definitely curious what like the uh perfect kill plot line is going like cause it's based on the first two books. Like it's gonna be like half is like the first half, like the first four episodes are gonna be Man on Fire, and the second and four are gonna be like the perfect kill, like. Because uh, according to, like deadline, it sounds like like it, this show, this first season is gonna be like both books. So that seems like a like a quick like you're you're just doing basically like Man of Fire the movie again if you're just do, doing like I mean I guess slightly extended but like four like four four hour episodes of Man of Fire and then whatever the perfect kill is. Mm-hmm. I mean I. I think maybe Man on Fire, the movie, was pretty much, like, a quick blend of the whole series, because, like, it wouldn't make sense for him to just, like, not, like, is it, it's weird, because, like, Man on Fire is such a great, like, one-shot story, right? Yeah. Where it's, like, mm-hmm. here's a guy, he's on the edge, he's got nothing to live for, he finds something to live for, and he's willing to sacrifice his life for it. Is that the plot for every store he just ends up going to, where he just keeps getting hired by rich families over and over again? 
he, he just becomes like he's like a Jack Reacher. He just like wanders around, just getting into trouble. Yep. The thing about Jack Reacher, Jack Reacher loves his life. Like not John. John is just like I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we also this week found out that uh, apparently Ryan Coogler, who you know obviously directed Creed and the Black Panther movies is going to be, or he's looking to develop a reboot of the X-Files. Second time around. Well, this one, this one sounds like a total reboot, like, not, like, because we got, obviously, we got, like, the, like, new seasons, uh, like, what was that, two or three years ago, with Theater Company and Julian Anderson coming back. Um, but, this, yeah, this is going to be a total reboot, like, I, I, I don't, I don't know if it'd be, like, Mulder and Scully, but, like, new versions or like totally new characters but like some sort of new x-files uh chris carter actually the you know x-files creator like announced it on like a um radio show like a cbc radio show did you were you a fan of the x-files mm-hmm. um so it was i i, I started because I, I didn't watch it when it was like airing but i i started watching it um when uh, it was like, I started watching it a couple years ago, like on, on Hulu or wherever it is now, and then I kind of like stalled out, like in the middle of like second season, but I keep, keep meaning to go back to it. But like, I mean, yeah, it's 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 fun. I mean, it's like, especially because it's just like a lot of it is just like you know like episode of the week, so it's not like a you don't have to like really like worry about like overall plot points or like the overall. There's like an overarching story, but it's not like. You just like enjoy like a weird whatever episode is going on that week. Yeah, I never really got into it, but I always feel like they're always like they're the the smallest FBI division for this, right? Like they didn't have support; they only have like one friend to help them, kind of their boss, like to help them. Then everything else was kind of like I don't know. No one believes you. Yeah. Well, it's weird too because like. I feel like even in within like the OG X Files, like the last couple seasons were like also like kind of reboots because like, it was like like Robert Patrick showed up and then he was like it was like it's two new characters, <laughs> like um but yeah definitely like no no really really no details um. Uh, but I mean, I, I, I'm I, like, if it, if it, it was gonna be like a legacy, like, I don't know if it's gonna be like a, if it was gonna be like a legacy sequel. Like, like we know like that like Ryan Coogler could do that with because he did Creed, obviously. So um, he could like kind of bridge the gap between old and new. Yeah, I, I wouldn't just, mind that. I wouldn't or, mind like a passing of the torch. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder like what, like yeah, it definitely would be interesting if it, if it, like because like even like the reboot from a couple years ago was like still kind of like 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 classic kind of x files that wasn't like but like like a like a super modern one where it's like i think i don't like if it's like like if it's like pastas or like i don't like or like or like just like internet like conspiracies or like i don't know what they would be like investigating and also it's weird because like a lot of like ufos has been like declassified now or like at least like they're like like the air force is like revealing information so it's like not as much of like a secret conspiracy of like idea like aliens and stuff so well, it makes sense if it becomes, I mean, it becomes a different show, 
if it's sort of like, all right, like they're they're letting people know aliens exist, but let's kind of like slow it down or kind of let people know in bits while they kind of fight back the real truth. Like it's sort of like administrative work of like the MIB at that point. You can't you can't just reveal ands are true and then go about your business. Like it has to be like slowly drip fed into society. Because people would lose their goddamn minds if we're just like, no, aliens are real, and they're just here. But the one thing about the X-Files that I think was a lot of people think about, like, they always thought it was aliens, but half the time it was, like, supernatural, right? Like, it was, like, was now and then it was just, like, other things. Yeah, well, I mean, the main the main thing was, like, because, like, Mulder was obsessed with aliens, and like, because he thought, like, his sister got abducted by aliens, I believe, was, like, one of his, like, driving things, but then... Yeah, there was a lot, like, there was, like, so it'd be, like, oh, Bigfoot, or, like, some sort of, like, monster, or, like, um, like, uh, this, like, experiment went bad, and, like, there's, like, a, like, a creature in the sewers, or, like, this person has, like, like, pyrokinesis powers, it's, like, so, yeah, it was, all, like, it wasn't always aliens, it was, it was, it was, but it was always some sort of weird, like, some, someone has, like, some sort of psychic powers, or, like, they got experimented on, or, like, there's, like, some sort of, like, um, like, cult, or, like, uh, a weird, like, occult group or something, yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's like a parts I like about the show. Like it 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 wasn't always about aliens, and that's something that like the misconception was. Yeah. Or at least that's where it was later seasons, and then it went off the rails of other reasons, right? But if they they're essentially like if they kind of try to lean towards the supernatural and stuff, you're basically making Agents of Shield. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone's basically Coulson. <laughs> but if they're like if they're well equipped for the situation, they're Coulson, right? Well, if they're ill equipped, then they're just like the rookies. Actually, like the act the actual like like modernish like I mean it's I think it's it's like ten years old at this point, but like Fringe Fringe was like basically like a new X Files. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good comparison. Like it wasn't always about like aliens; it was just like crazy shit. Well, Fr- Fringe was never about aliens because it was like. That fringe was all about like fringe science. It was all like about like weird like bad scientists well, like. I didn't watch fringe. Splicing but wasn't DNA there, like, or, like. Wasn't there like a society of like watchers from another alternate reality or something? Yeah, well, they they, they got into like yeah like, like there was like there was like two dimen- there was like two kind of dimensions like uh or two alternate universes uh at there was like the end of season two of fringe. It was like. There's and there's an there's an, another universe. I mean, yeah, it's not alien aliens, but yeah, it's super sci-fi. Hey, like, what would you rather have, X Files or more Fringe? Or this is the where <laughs> they bridge the gap, where it's like, let's just have X Fringe. <laughs> X Fringe. Well, the thing about Fringe is, like, I mean, Lance Reddick was such a big part of that show, so that'd be a sad. <laughs> to, yeah. like, not, to have a new Fringe not have Lance Reddick around. Um, but yeah, I guess, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll have to see, like, this is super, super early, like, there's not even, like, I don't think there's, like, an official, like, it's just, like, Chris Carver's like, oh, yeah, like, Rank Cougar's gonna make an X-Files show, so, he's, like, talking about doing an X-Files show. And obviously, like obviously, Chris Carter is like you have to like talk to him about the rights and stuff, so he he would know. <laughs> but yeah, we'll hopefully find out more when that uh, continues. 
And then uh, last bit of news for this week is that we found out that uh, one of the OG MCU characters, uh, Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, is going to be back for uh, Captain America New World Order. Uh, 15 years since we last saw Betty Ross in, uh, in The Incredible Hulk. Wow. I forgot it's been that long. Yeah. I feel, I, it's going to be a weird, like, I feel like that movie's going to be, like, a weird, like, um, like, the, like, uh, it's Captain America sequel, but also, like, a, like, also, like, Incredible Hulk, like, Hulk, like, redemption stuff. Isn't, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, who played, like, who's, who's playing, like, the leader? Isn't he supposed to be, like, back, finally, for, or? He's in a whole bunch of things. It's gonna, be, it's gonna be like it's like everybody but Ed Norton. <laughs> like it's like sorry Ed Norton, you got you got you're you're gone. Yeah. You're, Mark Mark Ruffalo is you now, and then Tim like Nelson, like he yeah he's Tim Nelson, to, like, that's it. Yeah, I think he was supposed to pop up in like a bunch of like uh yeah he, yeah he's gonna be Captain America New World Order, and I think maybe some some of the other um. Marvel stuff, but definitely, definitely he'll be back. And then Harrison Ford's going to be Thunderbolt Ross taking over from William Hurt, who passed away. And uh, Thunderbolt Ross is going to be the president of the MCU, um, or the America, the MCU, uh, in that movie. And then a bunch, of, and then a bunch of people like so like Anthony Mackie's obviously Captain America now. And then like Carl Lumbly and Danny Ramirez from Falcon Mirror Soldier are going to be back. Um. And that's gonna be May third next year. Um, yeah, so definitely, it's yeah, like I'm definitely interested to see what this like mashup of like Hulk stuff and like Captain America stuff is gonna be. Uh, I mean, like, like is Hulk it's, 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 made it, from the super serum? So, well, that was like when they gave, that's what they gave Abomination. Oh, is like some sort of like is like the the super soldier serum like uh, something they tried to like make afterwards. Because then they gave it, they gave it to him, and then like he was able to do that, like, like uh, sort of fight him in like the like the the, the big like college fight. And then he got slanted to like the truck, and then they gave him like all of it or whatever. But then like, but, that, but, but now but now he's like a, a Zen guru, so he's totally chill now. Well, my my question then is, uh, what did they give like the Russian dude, like Red Guard? Yeah, like it, like. Oh, uh, like, uh, David Harbour? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it must, it was, like, some sort of Russian, like, the Russians came up with their own super soldier serum, I guess. And they didn't get a Hulk, they just got... They, they just got, like, a, yeah, they got, a, like, a slightly, like, a slightly different Captain America, I guess. Because if you think about it in the timeline, I think, like, he, Red Guardian was... Like before the Hulk? Oh yeah, definitely. Because he was he was in like the eighties. So that's why I'm like I'm trying to understand like the timeline of these like super projects that go bad or whatever. And out of everyone, Red Guardian's like the most stable. Yeah. And apparently, well, and apparently there was like just like a lot of like just some sort of like derivative super soldier stuff out there because like that was like this, I mean there's so much of it that like that was like Zemo was going around like. Destroying it all and like uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but people just but, had it. But then, but then he didn't uh, 
He didn't want to kill Red Guardian? I, I, does he even know about Red Guardian? He's emo. He doesn't know everything. I, I guess, yeah. There's so many, there's so many dangling threads in the MCU. I'm just like, are they gonna come back to this? Like, yeah, like it's it's taking the 15 years to like go back to like Tim, Tim Blake Nelson getting like goo dripped on his forehead, <laughs> Incredible Hulk. So, but then it, it, watch like either the crazy thing is either he's mutated and no one's noticed, or it only kicked in 15 years later now. Well, I, th- I, mean, I think Incredible Hulk is already like his like it's like his forehead was like bubbling, so I think he probably transformed I, fairly quickly after that. I don't know. It'd be funny yeah. if he didn't, and he sort of just like he just went back to normal and he just went out of business, and then it's just like he gets hit with more gamma blood, and he's like, oh shit. I don't know. Stan Lee drank gamma blood, and he just got like an upset stomach. Did he or did he die? I don't know. Well. I don't know. Like, <laughs> he did drop his soda. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll find out next year, I guess, when the uh, Captain America New World Order comes out. And uh, that's it for news. Why don't we jump into show and tell? But actually, before we talk about what we've seen, uh, which is going to be slightly less because we were at PAX, uh, so we got to see a bunch of games. Um, and other like other stuff on the floor. Um, we got to co-host a panel for the so our first ever panel at a convention, which I don't know. I don't think that's anywhere. I don't think it, that got recorded or anything. So I don't think that you you, you can ever you had to be in the room to see that. But yeah, only like two main rooms got recorded in live stream. We yeah. were like in the annex rooms, and it was fine for our first panel. Uh, we covered um, the best and worst Spider-Man games as curated by the Spider-Dude, or one of the writers for the Spider-Dude. The, the, the Spidey-Dude Radio Network? Slash right, a horror radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy named Chris. Yep. Uh, you know, just we know enough Spider-Man stuff, maybe a little bit more than the average uh younger audience so we were able to dive in pretty pretty fun discussion like i felt like that panel was just like our opinion and we were surprised that people stuck around long as they did to hear like us talk yeah mm-hmm. and we, like we didn't and, even hype it up as much but we're like okay let's do it and definitely more people than we expected to show up at the at the panel so yeah, like, I thought about it. I was like, we're nowhere near, like, the bus line. Like, no one's just killing time to waiting for, like, food or bus. So people mm-hmm. walk to that panel. Mm-hmm. So it was a good time. Uh, yeah. yeah, so that that was fun. And then, um, yeah, I got to see a bunch of games. Um, any, any game that stands out on you? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we saw so many; they all kind of blurred together. I mean, we had to like go back through like our, our photos and stuff. But um, I think probably like uh, Wrestle Story was uh, definitely like it, it like well, there's, there's Wrestle Quest, there's Wrestle Story, and they're both they're both kind of like turning like wrestling into RPGs in, in, in slightly different ways. Um, 
But yeah, Rust Story is more like a like Paper Mario, Super Mario RPG style, with like like your attacks have like like quick time events, and you're like you're like going around this like there's like this like gang of like heel wrestlers that have taken over the world, and you have to like go around and fight them. And like build your way up to like each like each like champ and like take them down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think also it's, I mean it's coming out fairly like very soon, but like I think Deadline Two like I think it's the first time either of us got to like play it or check it out. Um, and just visually that game was like ridiculous. Yeah, it's way gorier, way more uh, like. Way more upgraded than yeah. the original, because the, the the setting, the bigger landscape does the series well, and I felt like it doesn't feel like a copy and paste of Dead Island assets. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually the third Dead Island game in the series. Yeah, and Riptide, from what I remember about Riptide, like it was like it's like an asset swap where it's like the same base game, but they just put you in a new setting. This feels like they put a lot more focus on all the weaponry and the, like, almost Dead Rising 2 level of, uh, like, options, where it's like, okay, well, you won't have, like, conventional weapons, you have, like, silly weapons. Yeah, I think, and the, this demo that we got to play, I think, is, like, loaded up with, like, I think you had more weapons than you would normally have at that point, because <laughs> this was, like, you had a ton of weapons going on. Uh, but yeah, it was, like, it was, like, electrified, like, Wolverine claws, and, like, uh, a fire axe that actually had, like, fire on it, and also, like, also guns, and also, like, baseball bats and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, the lighting was, like, incredible. Like, it's, like you start out in the demo, and you're, like, on, like, this, like, really dark beach. All you have is, like, a flashlight, and you just, like, it's, like, the zombies kind of come out of the darkness at you. And the, the way they moved was, like, super, like, just, like, creepy and realistic. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, like, it still has a little bit of arcade feel that when you damage, like, you'll see the, like, numbers and you'll see the effects to let you know that you're doing, like, damage. Yeah. But the body, like, hits when you hit people the right way or you attack them at a certain angle. The level of gore is pretty cool. Like, it's not, like, super, like, uh, like, oh, simple zombies. Like, no, you see, like, anatomy. You see, like, the human anatomy, like, crumble. Um, any, any games to talk to you, Chris? Oh, plenty. Okay. Uh, think about it. So, first off, I'm going to say, uh, Xenobit, the, or Xenotilt. Xenotilt. Oh, yeah. Xenotilt, yeah. Xenotilt, yeah. Uh, pretty good uh i definitely like i'm interested in playing back the uh demon tilt uh to hold me over but xeno tilt graphically uh, aesthetically uh, a great like pinball game that is very action focused too it's not just yeah. like sit there and just play pinball it's like sit there and like watch the screen fill up like a shoot 'em up yeah the, the flow of that game like i um I really, I think I really got into like the like I got to a flow like you, it has a great like the boards have like great like just like you know you can really like, get into like the like just doing like loops and loops and loops or like hitting certain targets and then you can get into like like you know patterns and like get hit, hit, hit where you need to hit so yeah it felt it felt great it's like a pinball game. Uh, so yeah, and the hold me over wise, I'm debating about getting uh, a uh, demon tilt 
But I feel like they might do like a two pack. Like I, I just feel like the moment I buy Demon Tilt, it's like, oh, here's this bonus double. Like you know, pressure <laughs> more yeah. Yeah. Maybe I want to get it on Switch or PC. Yeah. I feel like Switch is like I'll play it more on the run and whatever, but PCs are like, oh, like this has more community support. So that's the that's like the give or take with it. Uh what else? Oh, they, they got mentioned uh, Taxi Crusaders. Taxi Crusaders, pretty fun. Which, which I think that was like one of the biggest, like big announcements of like, I think like was it like a day or two before PAX got announced, and then they were they were there with like their big booth. They're basically a game that is just like ninety nine percent done. Mm-hmm. That game comes out like next month, like and it's it's pretty polished graphically. Uh, gameplay wise, it's definitely a step back from like. Shredder's Revenge, but that's fine. Like, as Shredder's Revenge and even Streets of Rage, like, it's a lot of like comboing and like finessing. Yeah, this this is this is this is more this is this one feels more of like a like nineties yeah like uh, arcade yeah. like you have it, it, it's simple simple combos like you only, like you you can like uh you can dash and do a, a different attack but yeah Sh- yeah Shredder's Revenge especially had like a lot of like you, there's so many different like you could like pop people in the air and juggle them and like they had the dodge and like and there's there's challenges for like not getting hit in church revenge so which is totally is like, like not a tentacle beat up which is fine like yeah i feel like as a break from some of like the subgenres of beat ups this is just a simple like some of the characters play slightly different but if you play smart they'll play the same for you yeah you know, but, like, like, we, we only play like two characters out of yeah. the five so uh, four-player co-op just seems like a goddamn cartoon come to life with all the the characters on screen bouncing around and yeah, and vi- yeah, visually it looks like, like like it nails like the like like the aesthetic of the cartoon and there's like mm-hmm. tons of like like along besides like the like crusader characters that you play as like there's so many like other like like background characters and like Easter eggs and if you if you like watch like the short-lived show like. <laughs> Like you're fighting, you're fighting a lot of like like radiation rangers and like, um, I forget like what's the name of the like the, the giant guy like Godzilla, <laughs> pollution monster. It's like that. I think that's, that's definitely from the show. I think. Mm. Yeah, a lot of this from the show. The movies were just granted reality. That's yeah. Last, I think. Well, it's also well, it's also. I mean, it's sort of like, I mean, you're playing it it because the like the show is obviously based on the movie. You're just like super kidified, but like I mean, you're going to like locations from the movie too. Like you're going to, like you you going to like the like was the chicken restaurant the fast food joint yeah the fast food joint is like one of, like one of the levels you go through yeah uh but yeah that great booth like i would never thought trauma would ever be at pax east like that was just like why is toxie here mm-hmm. that's always fun uh what did you think about um what was it like demon school that seemed that seemed interesting um and the mechanics were like interesting um because i'm not yeah. used to like jrpgs that are like i guess like not grindy because you can't just make a mistake and then you'll recover it's like you need to make that move correctly now because like you'll pay like within a move or two later mm-hmm. like it's turn-based but it's also like tactical positioning some 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 games I played where it's like you could be in the bad position but still grind your way through. 
Well, I think we, we mentioned when we were playing it, but like, or like I mentioned it because I, I, I played it and you haven't played it, but like, if it, it, it's very Into the Breach. Or if anyone's played Into the Breach, like, you, so you, you can see, like, you get, like, you can see what the enemies are going to do ahead of time, and you can see, like, what you're, like, so you can, like, plan of, like, okay, right, I need to move my guys here, here, and here, and then, because I, I know they're going to, like, put, like, this whole, like, two rows of, like, are going to get destroyed if I don't move them out of there. And then, and then, yeah, and then you can, then you basically all play, you, you set all your moves, and you, you see how it plays out. Hmm. Definitely gotta give that a shot uh, into the breach, but this yeah. was this is fun. It definitely is that mix of like persona and like angsty powering your teens and yeah, and just like I guess it's, again very different for everything Italian gothic. Jalo, yeah, so, yeah. So looking forward to play that. Definitely when we write the article next week, um, mm-hmm. matching all these details. Uh, and not to drag out too long, because we'll have this article that I hope everyone be reading. Well, I was I was gonna mention one more for me. It was like, okay. uh, or what did you, you think of Lord of the Rings Gollum? Uh, a little broken. <laughs> to be it honest, def- like the more I thought yeah. about it, I was like, oh, it's kind of hard at some points. I was definitely not expecting it to be like like Gollum. I, I when I think when I think of Gollum, I don't think of him as like a like Nathan Drake, like Uncharted, like jumping or like like platforming master but that's what the a lot of the game seems like it's gonna be is like kind of like platforming and like climbing your way to like like platforming puzzles and like um and then there's also like and there's like it's also stealth based because Gollum obviously isn't like this like like crazy like combo fighter so he has like hide in the bushes and like wait for like people to like go past him or like like attack them from behind which i'm fine with that that part i didn't mind it's just that in the demo I don't know what the fuck was happening, but like Gollum would just would not do the stealth kill. Like I would just like creep and then instantly yeah. I would turn around and spot me. I'm like, are you kidding well, me? Well, it seemed it's it, it, I think I think it it seemed like you had to like mash the button, but I think you had to hold the button. Is like and that was like a weird like normally it's normally if you're doing something like where like it's like oh you're straining this guy like you had to like mash the button so that you'd like do it and then it's like but it's like no it's like just to hold the button. I don't know. Like, I was so yeah. frustrated. I, I tried it, like, ten times, and I was like, screw this. I hope they I th- fix that. I think the the one thing that seems interesting is, like, you would, like, get into arguments with yourself. Like, you have to, like... Yeah, I... That, that's, like, a fun, different mechanic. Yeah, where you have to, It's, like, you pick, like, oh, I'm gonna... It's, like, oh, here's a choice. You, you have to pick... You know, and, you, like, you're playing as... I think you pick, like, Smeagol or Gollum, and then you have to, like, convince the other personality, like, to, like, go your way. Like Smeagol usually wants to like be like nice or like uh, not hurt things, and Gollum's obviously like a, a psychopath who wants to like just kill everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then you're doing like these like you're making choices and you're trying to like pick you're, you're like uh, trying to like convince the other person, the other personality. And then it's like oh if you if you do or do not convince the other personality, then it plays whatever whatever side wins. Like that's how it plays out. I think that, I think for the whole demo, that was the only thing that happens at the end. It's like talk yeah. to yourself and that's it i get again like it just didn't click with me for the demo because we we're also playing under like a time limit and then i just couldn't really get the controls to work like the platforming worked fine for what it was but just the stealth yeah. killing felt sloppy for me and especially when like i need it's a mandatory you have to kill this guy i'm like Ugh. like that that was a hard part for me 
I think one of the like the PR reps was just like asking me like, "Oh, is, are you okay? Like, what's going on?" I'm like, "Something's wrong <laughs> with your game, man." Yeah. I know how to play video games. This is, something's not right. Though it could be as bad. There was a a guy next to us at the station that his machine just bricked. <laughs> mm. I was speaking about like bricking. What did you think about um, the really like gotcha moment of uh, Alone in the Dark when you thought you were actually gonna play like the game? Um, well, I mean, it was, it was a super short demo, so... Yeah. I, I was, like, barely a demo. It was just, like, a tech yeah. demo we played, and I was like, oh, oh, it's over. Yeah, it's basically, it basically the pre-credit, like, sequence. We just play, like, it might as well have just been the credits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looked, it looked really good, uh, visually, um... Did you were you were you a fan of, like the original Alone in the Darks, Chris? Nope, I only played like the newer ones, so I never played like the original. Yeah, me too. So this is this, like if I play this new one, it'll be like totally new to me. So yeah, I'm not a big uh, like I need to play the classic so I can totally just jump into this with no expectations. Yeah. I, I just want, like, my demo to actually feel like a demo. Because mm-hmm. on the other hand, when we played uh, that, that like, RTS, like Tempest. Temp- Tempest Rising, I think. Yeah. That felt like a whole game. That felt like a good demo. Yeah, which and that that's a, like, super old school, like, Command & Conquer style, like, uh, R- RTS. It felt good to play. Like it, it was very responsive. I it took a little bit of finessing, and then near the end of the demo, like if you didn't understand all the systems and build it quick enough, you just got like rushed by the enemy. I feel like um like the only thing I wish they would do is if they wanted to like go full Command and Conquer is like have like full motion video cutscenes. Yeah, yeah. The uh, CGI is not bad, but you definitely oh, yeah. want the the acting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about? Anything that um, like, people need to know? I think I think it's it for now. Like, yeah, definitely we'll have a big uh, wrap up article uh, soon on the site. So keep keep it on the site. Look out for that. Uh, we'll have all the like all the games we played plus other experiences and uh, whatever else happened at PAX uh, in that article. So keep an eye out for that. And then. So besides PAX, uh, Chris, did you like watch anything or check out anything over the last week or so here? Yeah. In order to wind down from such a overly stimulated weekend, I decided to watch Legion, which is an overly stimulated TV show. Yeah. Uh, not so much heavy on plot, just way more heavy on visuals and kind of like... Uh, that's pushing it's a, it's a it's a vibes show it's just like you gotta just like you just like like hook into the vibe of legion and just go go with it yeah definitely something that i didn't I, I sort of expected like one or two episodes of it didn't think it would be the whole series mm-hmm. or at least until this part which is only like four episodes in uh, it's interesting. I, I, I'm familiar with Legion, the character. I'm familiar with the some of the versions of him. Mm-hmm. 
and I have an, sort of an idea of what they're doing with this. If they're trying something different or not, but they're just playing it safe. I don't know yet. It's so early in this to see. But the concept is cool. I, I do like that they're not blatantly X-Men yet, and even they are, they're not like the X-Men you think. They're just like, oh, they're just gifted youngsters or, I don't know, adults. Like, they're not teens. Some of, them, some of them are teens, but, like, a lot of them, the main characters, are all adults. Yeah. So, I guess this is just, like, what happens when you age out and you're not, like, fully prepared for the real world. Well, I think they, I think they said it's, like, it's, it's like, um, like, you know, an alternate universe, like, the, like, XN movies. Like, it's, like, like it's it's totally its own, like, you shouldn't think it has any connection to, like, any of, any of the movies or anything. Oh, did not know that. I thought it's a slow tease where it's just like, oh, we'll reveal things, but I'm fine with it not being it. Like, it, you know, I don't need it to be uh, like a Charles Xavier just wandering in the background where you'll never see Wolverine. I, I mean, I know that no. by just how the community hype behind it was all these years from like 2017, 2019. Um, and I actually thought the show was longer. I didn't know it was just three seasons. Yeah, I, I'm shocked it lasted three seasons, given how like like insane it is. But but since you've seen it all, do you think the story stretches to be three seasons, like it fits perfectly, or it's just like this is a filler episode? Um, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to say because like 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 you said, it's it's not a plot heavy show, so it's not, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 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 like I, I feel I, I feel like maybe the plot like there's more of it in the later seasons but like it's still like you're you're in it just to see like the visuals and like what like what like what 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 they're gonna come up with for like like uh, sequences like like i mean there's like dance battles and rap battles and john ham instructional videos and like also like just crazy crazy stuff happening all the time in the show so that's what you're watching the show you're watching the show for like the visuals and like like yeah, just to see what see what they're gonna come up with like creatively for like what for stuff. I mean, it, it, it I, yeah, I think season two and three like it will, like if you want, there's more plot than season one, but still not as much as like it's not it's not like a like now we're ramping down, we're like dig, now we're digging into the plot like. It's like we're gonna like this one episode is just gonna be like a like side side trip into like uh david's mind or like into the past or like um i, th- I think every, i think episode, every episode of season two i think was like like john ham narrated the opening and it was like some sort of like like it, like it was like an instructional kind of like it's instructional or like it's some sort of narration about dreams or about like different like like uh different like concepts of like vision, like mental concepts oh like meaning behind it yeah it's just like uh, like this is like a this is like a malignant thought. This is how and this is how it gets into your brain. Like that was the weirdest like arc to Mad Men. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Like so I, I feel yeah, like the people so who I, made this show want it to be a very surrealist experience, and I yes. get that. The only problem is that like I just was not expecting that when I threw that out on TV. I threw well, it on just to like put it on, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, it's it's all it's because it's because you're you're experiencing everything. You're like david's like perspective and like his is like you know like 
he's unreliable narrator like he's got like multiple personalities like it's like so like it's it's you're seeing like this like super distorted super like bizarre take of the world from his perspective i mean not to spoil much but is audrey plaza like was she ever real i think she was i think she was real and then i think i think it's spoilers like the first episode <laughs> is that was that when the thing yeah like, what happens happens yep yeah i think i think she was real and then uh something happens in the first episode and then like she's like kind of just like a manifestation of of his like mind or then later i think i think maybe like the shadow king gets into it and does some stuff like takes her form or like does some stuff to like try to manipulate david that way yeah i i just thought straight up she was just like not real i mean she was super not reliable but i couldn't figure out like I mean, she, the storytelling she, she she's she's for the whole show so i mean like even though she got like you know spoilers killed in the first episode like she's she's there for the whole thing and doing some crazy stuff and i, I really like and i really liked like how like they all the mutants have like really like interesting like weird powers that you normally don't see from the like the x-men mm-hmm. like yeah like like sid like rachel keller like she like transfers her mind into like if she touches someone like their minds your mind switch with each other and then yeah like the like the lauder milks like bill Irwin and uh amber Midthunder like amber Midthunder like lives inside bill Irwin. really yeah so it's, it's like huh. they're like they're like they're like brother and sister but like like Amber Midthunder only ages in when she's like outside of like Bill Irwin's body, so like she's like way obviously way younger than him. Yeah, I didn't know that yet. Yeah, so it, but but uh, yeah, so yeah, lot, lots of just like and like and I think later, later there's I think it's just more like more characters later on that have like even like more bizarre powers and stuff. So they definitely do a great job of like these like really creative weird like mutant powers that you normally it's not it's not just like laser beams or like psychic powers it's like superhero yeah attributes they're just like yeah. kind of gimmicky things that would probably suck to have if you're not fighting crime yeah i don't i don't mind it like it makes more sense um i definitely think like it's a nice show to watch between like things like the boys that does that concept even crazier yeah but it, I mean, yeah, it's just creatively, it's like one of the most creative shows I've ever seen. Like, I mean, just like some of the stuff, they, the stuff they come up with is just like insane. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't wait for you to get to the, the dance battle. That, that, which is like one, like I think it's, I think it might be season two. Um, but that, yeah, that is like one of the greatest sequences in television history. It, just like the music, like the like uh jeff russo music is like i listen to i, I just listen, I listen to that music just by itself and then but also that that scene is just incredible and then yeah there's like rap there's like rap battles and full-on like broadway musical numbers and then like animated sequences and like you, you like you like you you never know what's gonna like pop up next on the show which is like one of the best things about it I'm giving him a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I've been watching all week. Uh, what about you? So I watched a couple things post packs. Um, I watched the movie Breach, um, which is the 
not the, there's a Bruce Willis movie that came out like a couple years ago that was Breach. But this not that one. This is the 2007 spy thriller, um, which I, I I can't remember. I I, I think one of the podcasts podcasts let's do or one of the YouTube channels that I watch like mentioned it is like brought up as like a like a, like a some sort of like I don't think an anniversary or anything. It just popped up for some reason. I was like, oh yeah, I've never seen Breach. I'll I'll, I'll throw it on my Netflix DVD queue. Um, but yeah, it's it's based on a true story. It's ba- so basically like Robert Hansen um, was uh, arrested in like February 2001, and he was basically like a like the like the biggest spy in like American history. Like he was like like selling selling documents for like two decades. Like the like the Russians and like other like like terrorist groups and like whoever would pay him. And so like it's like like. It could be like potentially billions of dollars in like damage and like 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 assets that got killed and like who knows what else like like the, like the true extent of like his like 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 espionage is like no like no they're not either the government's not telling us or it's like no one really knows the extent because it's so it's like so massive. But uh, in the so the movie's based it's based movie's basically like the two like it's, it's based on like the two months that led up to, led to his arrest. Um, and Chris Cooper plays Robert Hansen, and then uh, Ryan Phillippe plays Eric O'Neill, who's like this like FBI investigator, um, who kind of like not quite a rookie, but he's not like a full like field agent yet. But he basically gets like assigned because he has like um, computer like computer knowledge. And then there's this whole sting operation. They basically like, they basically set up like a the FBI sets up like a, a fake department called like the Information Assurance Department. That like they're gonna have like Robert Hansen like oversee. That's it's supposed to like they're supposed to, like they want to like streamline and like like you know like secure like their information for like the FBI, but it's all it's all just like a, a sting to like catch him. And so they so they so they make like Ryan Phillippe like Eric O'Neill like his like assistant, and then they want him to like you know like gather informa- gather information and gather like intelligence to, like be, and then. They really, what they really want him to do is like make a, like a, a drop, like a dead drop, and then if they catch him in the act of making a dead drop, they can he's he's done. They can arrest him and put him in jail for life, basically. Wait, like they can't just do that by just him stealing things from the office? He, I mean, like like Robert Hansen was like so, I think in real life and in the movie, like he's so like meticulous about like not like because he he was he was he was like in he was like a, like the like Soviet like. He was like the CIA's like 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 um like you know like main person in Russia for like the like for the like the entire like the eighties. So like he's like this like master spy. And it, was, it, was, it was it was like at one point like they formed a task force to ca- like catch the mold that they suspected was like in like one of the intelligence agencies, and then. Robert Hans was the guy running the task force, so he's basically like it's like he was hunting himself, and so that's ah. that's why they, that's why he never got caught. Um, it, and I, I think I think the thing too was like they had they had probably enough to like arrest him for like a couple years, but they really wanted to like to like get it get it like get it something like concrete and solid enough that like he would just like, they would like put him away for like put him away for life. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a solid thriller. Um, it's like, it, it's a lot of like, um, kind of like, you know, like a lot of like Ryan Phillippe try, like trying to like sneak it, like trying to like sneak his way. And like, like it's 2001. So like he started like trying to like, like, you know, like download stuff from like 
Christopher Cooper's like Palm Pilot before he can like get back from the off get back to the office and finds it and like uh he's, he has to like sneak out and like pick meetings with like Laura Linney who's like the, like the person running like the FBI task force. And then and, but then I mean it also really like really digs into like Chris Cooper's like uh like Robert Hansen's character like he's like this like very religious like Catholic person as well like he's like he's basically he's, he's in Opus Day like he's in like the like the weird like you know like super super Catholic <laughs> version of Catholicism. It's like what they don't they don't believe in like Sundays <laughs> or something like crazy. Well, I think I think it it it's like you know like their church when you go to church like you like you kneel the entire time and it's like you like uh you don't drink it's it, it, they're like very strict about like and like very that like, guy was a super spy yeah but 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 also but it's also like oh but he's also like a sexual deviant like he's like like he's like recording his he and his wife like having sex and like posting on the internet and stuff so it's like very complicated weird um person um and Chris Cooper does like an amazing job of like portraying like this like complicated like like it's sometimes like it's like you start out and you're like you kind of like are empathetic to him he's like because like oh is are the is the FBI like 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 kind of like do they have the wrong person is like is is is, 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 is like because it seems like at first it seems like to Ryan Phillippe like is, they're just trying to drive this guy out because he's, he's like a couple months from retirement so it's like are you are you guys, do you guys just not like this guy and you want to like get him out of the FBI and you're making up this like investigation against him revoke his pension yeah but then it turns out like no, he's like the worst. He's like the worst spy in American history. Like he's, we uh, confirmed people got killed because of what he sold the Soviet government and stuff. So, uh, yeah. So really, really interesting true story. Um, obviously the movie like does make you know, uh, dramatizes some things and like like uh like makes up some things, but most I think most of it is uh pretty much like a, a, a lot of it's kind of like true to what happened. There's some some scenes are like are made up for like dramatic effects, um, but yeah, if you're if you're looking for like a kind of interesting like true life uh, like spy thriller, uh, definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. And then I guess I guess kind of in the similar vein, um, although way more like uh, uh, you know. Uh, not 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 based on true events is uh I watched the first two episodes of Rabbit Hole, which is which is the new uh, Paramount Plus uh, Kiefer Sutherland show, mm-hmm. and uh, definitely I I I think from the trailers I think it's kind of kind of seemed like maybe we're gonna be back in like kind of like 24 territory maybe because like except like Kiefer was gonna be like a corporate like spy instead of like a like you know like government spy. But it's, it's 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 way more of like a, a conspiracy thriller, um, where um, so basically like Kiefer runs this like um, group that like they're kind of like con artists or like um, heist. It's kind of like a heist crew con artist, but they're like consultants. But they they like kind of like manipulate people to like uh, like a company like a company like a company will hire them to like um, we want our competitors' stocks to go down, so like make it make something happen so like. That like they're like, like come like come up with some sort of like like uh scandal or like come up with something like, sort of CEO CEO or like some like uh isn't like their their stocks go down and we'll, and then we'll buy their stocks and then make money. Um, so, so they're like they're coming up with these like kind of like con artist kind of heisty kind of like uh schemes to, like get like manipulate the markets and like manipulate like people to like whatever whatever they're, whatever they're like uh. Clients are like want them to do. They'll like 
come up with a way to like get that done. Um, but then, end of the first episode, like he like uh, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, he plays John Weir, so he basically like gets like uh, accused of like uh, a murder, and then so he like, so he's like on the run, and then like his like um, and then like a bunch of other stuff happens, but like he's based it's basically like, conspiracy against him now, and he's trying to figure out like what what who's behind it, and, like why like. And then, but it also seems like he had a he had a, he had a conspiracy with against like he had a the, whatever, the last job they they did with his team like he had a, a side job or a side plan that the team didn't know about but then that went that went sideways on him so he's trying to figure out like did my team go against me did, did the guy who hired me set me up like who is behind all this like who, this like murder like accusation now I'm a fugitive and. It sounds like a Rick and Morty, like, double twist thing where it's just like, son of a bitch, I'm in. And then it's just like, haha, like, double cross, triple cross. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's a, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's it's, it's a fun, um, if you're into, like, conspiracy thrillers and stuff, um, it, it's, it's pretty fun. There's a lot of, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very twisty so far. Um even though even though he's not quite Jack Bauer, like you do get some like fun like like Kiefer like yelling at people and like like and it's also Paramount Plus, so he can like he can like full on swear and like do say whatever he wants. So he's he's like he'll be, like corner people like you know like corner guys and be like what the fuck is going on like um and but also like he it seems like he's like having a lot like, he gets to have more fun in twenty four like he there's like he gets to do some like um some kind of kind of artisty kind of like you know like he'll like have he'll like come up with an accent or like um like messing people in a bar or something so like that that's pretty fun like there's a, there's like a great secret where like he like he has to break into like a police station so he, he like buys like a cheap wallet like a cheap like gold chain or like it's like, like stayed outside the and then like makes it look like oh it's it, that's like his de- detective badge and then he like walks into the police station and he's just like, ye- like yelling at, like, a, like a new york accent like hey let me in the fucking door man i gotta get i got a case to work on like let me in there you know, it's me, your New York cop. Yeah. So yeah, fun. fun if you there's a lot of, there's a lot, a lot of like fun heist stuff going on too, which I didn't expect. Like there's like you get a lot of like um like yeah like 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 how how is he gonna break in this police station or like how is how is his team gonna like set this guy up or like set they have to like um make it look like this like CEO is like taking like pays payments from like a government like uh like like uh investigator and stuff so um yeah i i i de- i'm definitely uh interested in checking out seeing what uh keep uh keep watching it like it's definitely it, it's 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 uh different than i thought it would be but like it's it's a it's a fun kind of like yeah if you're into like conspiracies and heists and kind of that, that kind of thing and and also I mean, like, you made that, free time compared to watching true lies <laughs> yes yeah and and also it's it's Kiefer's in full on Kiefer mode too, so that's that's fun. He's ye- he's yelling at people. He's he's running around. Although <laughs> the funny thing about it is like, um, which I it's it's been in like two, the first two episodes. Like I, I, I don't know if it's gonna be like a running thing, but like his character is like not a, not good not that great at fighting. Like he gets like he, like he gets like throat punched by someone in the, like the first episode, and then like the second episode he gets like he's like trying to fight a guy in the street, and like he gets like not punched in the groin, like knocked in the knocked in the head with like a skateboard. So like so he's not like he's not a Jack Bauer like level of like fighter like uh, like agent person he's just like like he gets like the ship you have a couple times which is fun to see I'm like oh okay let's definitely not Jack Bauer 
So one of the things this show sounds like, it sounds like the show Leverage. Yes, I, I, I haven't seen Leverage, but like I, I what I know about Leverage, this seems like Leverage, but if it, if Leverage is more of a conspiracy thriller. Like it, yeah, like, Leverage it, is like, pretty much um, they they point to like an associate they want like a like a target that they want to grift, and then they yes. just kind of like find like dirt on this person by any means possible. Yes, and yeah. Kiefer, Kiefer's, Kiefer's team is very much doing that. Like it's like yeah, that's some, what Leverage is. Some some business will hire them like make our competitor look bad to any way you can, and then that so that our stocks go up and theirs go down, and we make money. Or some 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 other like some other like Wall Street. It's all based on like Wall Street and like big corporations and stuff. Like that like pe- people will hire them. Like it's like we need we need, we need these stocks to go down. So like come up with a scheme to like make these stocks go down. Yep, that's leverage. Yeah, but except then, like they only they were the good guys all the time. This is when I see them like they. I would if, say, if the job's good, they'll do it. I would say it's probably like the elevator. Uh, the elevator pitch is probably leverage mixed with like enemy of the state or something because there's a lot of also a lot of, like like cyber like electronics stuff going on where like it's like surveillance cameras and like um you know data data acquisition so yeah it, it's yeah it's like and it, and, yeah by the end of the first episode like Kiefer is like it's sort of like in like a like a will smith enemy of the state situation where he's like on the run <laughs> like because of like it's like oh someone manipulated like the news to like make it look like he's a murderer and stuff so Yeah, it's 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 fun. I would say definitely check it out if you're a Kiefer fan or if you're a conspiracy thriller uh, fan. It's an, another fun Paramount Plus show. They're this and Tulsa King of like the two ones I've seen recently. They're both they both are pretty fun. So uh, yeah, if you have, if you have Paramount Plus, check it out. And I think it's gonna do it this week for the podcast. Uh, like we said, keep an eye out for our PAX East article that's coming up pretty soon. Um, you can check out our commentary from last week, Age of Dinosaurs, uh, which went up uh, in lieu of a podcast last week, a regular one. And we'll have another podcast coming up uh, in April, so keep, stay tuned for that. Uh, we have a game, we have a ahead of our PAX article, we have a GameBox 2.0 article where we mentioned we talk about the games we played pre-PAX uh, for March, so you can check that out. And all the other uh, features and trailers, you know, reviews, all that stuff is up there as well. Head over to all that stuff out. And uh, yeah, so for Chris, I'm Zach, and we will see you next week. For more Everything Action, head to www.everythingaction.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, at EVAction, on Facebook by searching for Everything Action, and follow us on Instagram at everything.action. You can also subscribe and get more episodes on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.